Hello, everyone. Uh, you know, I was, it's not a fever dream, but I was having this this weird dream. It's almost like a exhaustion, point of, of, of just pure exhaustion. You need to take a, take a nap, and you just have, like, the weirdest dreams. Uh, well, Andrew Bell showed up in my dream, and he was making fun of me not having enough Legos. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny because I had Legos in my dream in a bunker that connected to Jared's house. <laughs> and Jared and I would go hide in this area when we wanted to get away from everybody. And it was honestly, I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. I should make that happen. <laughs> Don't we live like 2,000 miles apart, Freddie? We imagine? do, but not in my dreams. <laughs> That'd be like the longest <laughs> Minecraft tunnel ever. Oh, that would be goodness. fun. <laughs> you know, you I actually... Have a, go ahead. A rail car. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a really strong, I hate to break it to you now, now that you've already described your dream to me, I have a really, <laughs> really strong aversion to people telling me about their dreams. Oh my gosh, it, I thought you were yes. about to say Legos, and I was like, It wow. drives me, yeah. no, I, I love Legos, I just can't afford them. Um, <laughs> it tr- drives me insane when people tell me about it's, their dreams. You're, especially when was, they try to describe the absurd, right? Like yes, this, yeah. This, exactly, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pure Why? nonsense. I try to cut that out of my story. There was a lot of absurdity in there. Thank you, oh, Freddie. You I was going to say, concise. that was definitely a, an engineer's dream. You just get to the point and, you know, not the, not, none of the the romantic uh, extras there. It just was, I had a bunker, there's Legos, you were there. <laughs> Our house is exactly. Yeah, for me, it's like, uh, it is the mind's garbage. It is absolutely brain trash. And that's a great way to put it. So when you go to sleep, um, your your whatever's on your mind, your brain's like, let's turn it into a story. And (laughs) I was sitting there and my left leg was jelly and my right arm was a cannon. That's right. (laughs) And you were there and my dog was an animal that wasn't a dog. (laughs) And then it got really raunchy really quick. You know what I'm saying? But it And then we all died, you know, and it's like, people, you know, I'll wake up, my wife will be like, I had a crazy dream, and I'm like, don't care, see you later. (laughs) Don't tell me. Really, uh, my kids, they try, and I'm like, don't want to hear it. Um, The one person who's especially bothered by this is my mother-in-law, and she Mm -hmm. always, and I mean always, just just dying to tell us about her brain garbage, and (laughs) I I don't want to hear it. So, Freddie, don't ever do it again. <laughs> oh, I am saving any any dream I have from yeah. now on to bring up. No, what have we done? <laughs> Just, that was a bad thing to say on the show. Oh, yeah. That, that's it's going to be a great, great, uh, it's come back. That's awesome. Um, see, I don't ever remember my dreams, and so I guess our friendship is, is intact still. Um, but, uh <laughs> I used to have That's a, a dream journal. Even when I was a kid, I, I had a dream about the Pink Ranger. I wrote it down. So my brain garbage is somewhere in my five-year-old handwriting. <laughs> sitting no there. way. You had a dream journal? People do this? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> you know, dr- uh. dreams are biblical, Jared. Come on. That's actually a very excellent point. <laughs> Leviathans are imagine. biblical, but you don't see me talking about them. Who? I could almost imagine one of the disciples, hey, Jesus, I had a dream. I don't want to hear your brain garbage. Or like Not a very Joseph, w- you know, WWJD like moment. In, in prison, you know, Pharaoh's like had a dream, and he's like, get your brain garbage <laughs> out of here, man. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> oh, well, man. Oh, I had a perfect. dream earlier in the pregnancy that one of my favorite food YouTubers um, 
we were like hanging out and best friends and like to this day I still feel like a special kinship with him where I just I feel like we're best <laughs> friends and I know it's ridiculous but like we hang out see I feel dumber awesome. for just having heard that I mean I just can't okay. handle the dreams I just I like, can't do it I feel like Jared's ready to start the show now that he's insulted us all <laughs> yeah uh, I'm sorry and this is not a dream However, it's feeling like a nightmare to me. So without further ado, <laughs> let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is the favorite Star Wars books podcast of Dr. Klotzenstein from TV's Doug. You know what I'm talking about? Where we celebrate oh, yeah. our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight by my legendary co-host wielding his golden axe, Freddie C. Let me talk about another dream I had. <laughs> Just kidding. Rick, where's the eject button? Dream on! Dream on! Dream on! Now we're talking. Well, Yeah, I'm doing it. great. Uh... We've got a nice little shirt here that represents what we're going to be talking about, right? There, what, is there a tie aggressor on here somewhere? Maybe. Oh, that's cool. Maybe. That's gorgeous. Could be, could be. You get any got uglies little, on there? Uh, tie fighter or um, die cast Millennium Falcon that uh, I'm not going to tell you what I dreamt about, but it was in my dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Freddie apparently can't stop talking about this topic. Moving on to. Emily Daybeck, welcome, Emily. Glad that you're still with us and uh, not, uh, you know, taking care of a newborn yet. Uh, yeah, no, but I went into fake labor the other night, which is the least fun kind of labor because um, it just keeps you up all night, but it doesn't actually end in a baby. So I am still pregnant. It was a, yeah. Anyway, ready that sounds to be like done. a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a nightmare, but now I've learned that you don't like to hear about dreams, so. I will be exploiting that, and I'm so excited to think of all the different reasons why. Always. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You know who else is here? Our dreamy producer, Rick Grace. <laughs> well, thanks, bud. I'm here. Dreamy as heck. I'm here, and I also have a shirt on, which is great. Oh, my and gosh. I should have worn it. For the first time. X-Wings. <laughs> I've got yeah. a million Falcon shirt. Hold on. For those Everybody audio listeners... Here. Uh, Rick has a shirt on for the very first time. Yes, I discovered clothing. It's glorious. So silky smooth and soft and all of that. Um, I was going to wear my uh, my Star Trek Enterprise shirt, but I couldn't find it. So um, maybe I'm fine. very impressed with the thematic apparel tonight. Great job, guys. Yeah, I love that shirt, Rick. Disappointed Thank myself. You. Thank you. I've got a Millennium Falcon shirt and... I'm wearing my Razorback polo because I did go to my first Razorback basketball game in 15 Ooh. years last night, and we won with a a last second stop. We won by one point. It was it was wild, absolutely. And I stayed up till midnight, so uh, just feeling nice and alive and alert <laughs> for this late night show. Well, I uh, got some very fun stuff to talk about tonight. The world of uh, spaceships in Legends, obviously. Not the topic that I chose. This was Rick and Freddie's request, so I'm doing my best here, guys, to just like talk about those spaceships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the best part about it was uh, Jared just said, "Hey, uh, name some ships," and Rick and I just kept going and going. He's like, "Okay." I was like, He's like I stop. really regret doing this. <laughs> you should not. Yeah. I, by the way, I did listen to The Living Force this week. Our own Jared Mays was on it as our guest guest host. Yeah. And he totally threw Freddie and I under the bus for that, by the way. 
<laughs> so. <laughs> so great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I asked him. All right, I need a list of the best the best ships and legends that we can talk about. And it was like they they found it like a challenge to their masculinity <laughs> to be able to name the most. Like they were one upping each other. And Freddie was like, "What about the Tide Defender?" And then Rick was like, "What about the Tide?" Blah 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 blah. And then uh, how about the Arc One Ninety Seventy Three B? And I was like, "Please, this is getting out of hand." Now there are nine hundred of them. So we'll, we'll just see when we get there. We get there, but uh, I've got some fun stuff to, of course, let everybody know about. Um, I've got a couple of new acquisitions. What about you guys? Um, maybe a little something. This is a big one. I've got Ooh. the Rise of the Sith Omnibus. Ooh. Honestly, I'd forgotten which cover I'd ordered, so was kind of scared when I got Maul out of the package. Um, that's pretty intimidating. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's thicker than my hand. I mean, it's a big book for sure. Um, very excited to crack that bad boy and find out if it is a New York Times best smeller or not. Um, how about you guys? Any new acquisitions? I think I might have a best smeller um, in a different way, in a different way. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, been in a move and a transition, and um, my last day driving a school bus, I'm, I'm, I'm retired as a school bus driver for now. Um, hopefully I don't have to go back to school bus driving for a while or ever. That'd be fine, too. Uh, great, great job. But my boss did something really nice for me, and he gave me a gift my last day. And so shout out to Jeremy if you're ever watching this, because sometimes you do watch the sometimes show. Sometimes he does watch, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so have you guys seen these? Um, because the every now and then he Star. says, he says, guys, my boss is watching. Please be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's oh, is this the uh, the, the soaps? The soaps, yeah. I can't open nice. the box right now. Um, how's this thing open? Oh, there it is. It's a flap. Duh. Uh, it's super cool. Um, That's sleek. Is that what is that? Uh, Darth Vader. Oh, look at that. Dark side ruthless, scrub. Ruthless rinse. Wisdom ruthless rinse wash. for your nether regions. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only hope soap, and all of it smells good. I open the box. Uh, and all of it smells good. Yoda doesn't well, smell good. great, but yeah, like. Does he Yoda. does he smell like root leaf stew? <laughs> Straight out of Dagobah. <laughs> Lotus leaf, apparently. Oh, um, interesting. But of course, Obi Wan smells the best. So, Rick, you know what they say about people that give you soap, right? I don't want to know. Would smell the best. What's that? I mean, if if people give you soap or like <laughs> mints or toothpaste, you know, they're trying to send a Here's message, my your friend. Sign. That's fair. That's fair. Aren't you glad this is a remote show? Then we're not all in the same room together. Can you imagine every week? Every week could be a best smeller, that's for sure. <laughs> Honestly, I went running this afternoon and did not shower. So, I mean, y'all, y'all don't know what you're missing. Y'all, you just don't know. Goodness. Well, that's cool. Uh, my friend back in Massachusetts, my neighbor, got uh, ordered those in the middle of a, you know, the winter a year or two ago, and called me, and he was like, "Jared, come over here." I'm like, "Man, there's three feet of snow outside. I'm doing good. <laughs> got a, some hot chocolate, like Luke Skywalker." And then he's, he's like, no, I've got to show you this. I go across the street just so he can let me see and smell his Star Wars soaps. He was very proud. So shout out to Dwayne for those two. Emily, Freddie, any new acquisitions? Uh, not not this time around. Don't worry. I've got more. <laughs> good, good. I'm actively back in the stage of collecting Legends hardcovers. Woo-hoo. So oh, here's a few of my nice. new acquisitions. I've got Labyrinth of... Evil, if my camera can catch up to me. It's a weird uh, face there, okay. 
See if I could get it smoothed out in a second here. Ugh. But first, Labyrinth of Evil. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Look how look how squeaky clean this sucker is. It is. That's a nice cover. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that any any of these I'm gonna invest in, I'm gonna go ahead and get, you know, perfect copies. Annihilation from the Old Republic series. Starring Theron nice. Shan. Now I've played the game, so I know his whole deal. And it's not what I was expecting. Alright. Um another Old Republic book. Fatal Alliance. Why are these titles so dire? Annihilation. You did get a, a That's dark a great book. bunch. <laughs> Fatal Alliance. I mean, All right, would you gonna... read a book that was like semi-mortal problem? You know, semi-mortal. Stomach. <laughs> <laughs> the Fatal Dishwasher. Right. Hey. These are both happier. Here we go. Millennium Falcon by James Luceno. Yeah. Okay. I love that book. And uh, I don't think it's all that great, but that's fine. And <laughs> I've got some salty takes tonight. Sorry, guys. Salty takes. And uh, New Jedi Order. This is the most valuable of the bunch. Enemy Lines. This is the. This book was not, you know, available to the public as a hardback. Oh. Only five New Jedi Order books were. So this is got the Enemy Lines duology, Rebel Dream and Rebel Stand huh. in the hardback sci-fi book club edition. I see. So, okay. Cool. Two for one. Nice. Slash two for the price of like 10 books because that sucker was expensive. I was about to say, I'm sure that thing was <laughs> a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, a lot of fun things that we have recently picked up. Uh, new fun things on the horizon, too. It's time for Legends Lookout. Before we talk about the new books that are coming out in the world of Legends, which, you know, they're old books, reprinted. You know what I'm saying? There was a bit of juicy info that uh, this was courtesy of our buddy Skuma Joe in the Discord. He threw this up for us, and I said, without hesitation, that is going on the show. Rick, as uh, one of the show's resident ministers, tell us about what Timothy Zahn revealed to the world. Yeah, pretty cool. So there's a conversation on Facebook, looks like. Um, some, you know... Um, pleasantries, and then he said, I'm curious about your inspiration for the character's name, uh, Chaboth. How do you say that indifferent, indifferently? Sabayoth. Sabayoth, Rick. Sabayoth, okay. Chaboth. Yeah, okay. You just gotta <laughs> fake it till you make it. Chaboth. Um, it's Legends. Who, it doesn't really matter. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Jared just threw me under the bus here because I've not taken Hebrew yet. So uh, uh, I've noticed its similarity to the Hebrew word for armies. Uh, Shabbat. Savayot. Savayot. Sa- yeah, I'm gonna stop right. talking. And, yeah, uh, Savayot. And so uh, you gotta Timothy... read it right to left, Rick. That's uh, the problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even the transliteration? <laughs> no, right, no, so... not that one. Put it in the mirror. Look at it backwards. <laughs> uh, and so, to which this is just like a comment on something that Zahn had posted. And so Timothy Zahn responded to this, and he says, "Good catch." The name is from the phrase Lord Saboth, Sabaoth. How do you say it? Yeah, I would say I would say Sabaoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it's once you say it, you realize. Yeah, I get it. Uh, always found intriguing in the hymn "A Mighty Fortress," and so uh, really interesting behind the scenes there that Mister um, Zahn and this fan uncovered for us. So pretty cool. In, in, in other words. We owe the name Jerua Savayoth to none other than Martin Luther himself. This goes wow. all the way back to the 1500s. He wrote the song, the, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. A Mighty Fortress. Like, it's a really old song, right? Yeah. And the word Sabaoth, it's he basically just, you know, 
made the word Sabbath uh-huh. sound a little bit more, I don't Star know, Wars-y? archaic. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Jeruus Sabaoth stand, it, I thought it stood for ripped abs, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> this is. Oh, well, we haven't done a full on word study now. It could still mean something like that. Old I'm man guessing, abs. I'm guessing Old it's man like, like uh, I don't know, uh, Latin for Sabbath. Sabaoth, I think. I think Sabaoth is how we say it. Anyway, it's Sabbath. The Lord of the Sabbath. It's a whole yeah. story. Hmm. Uh, it's complicated. Anyway, the, it was right under our noses the whole yeah. time. Never would have got that. Because of course <laughs> I'm still pronouncing years. it wrong the whole time. Uh, so I, I was, you know, probably several years away from that myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> Joe need... says in the chat, Martin Luther was the OG holocron keeper. <laughs> yeah, he was absolutely. That's awesome. Well, wow. Well, thank you for that. Timothy Zahn and Skuma Joe and this other guy who asked the question Ruben in the first Ruben. place. Yeah, Ruben, Ruben, <laughs> whoever you are, congratulations. <laughs> well done. Absolutely. All right. Well, we had another little bit of Juicy Legends um, details, a reveal of some sort. Speaking of Sabaoth, Freddie, take it away with the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, so this is going to be fairly interesting. It looks like we're getting yet another box release of the uh thrawn trilogy on may 31st which man it it just uh you know disney wants you to pay for more of these thrawn books we're gonna pay for them that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) happy to oblige well i think we've got an image of this this uh the new um what is this the the box set of the thrawn trilogy we they're they're the essential legends collections so we know what the books themselves look like but we now know what the box looks like, and it's sick. Wow. It's got... Like it. Yeah, tell them who it is. Let's see. So we've got... Uh, it looks like... I'm trying to see on this tiny screen that I've got here. I, uh, I'm, fairly Mara certain, I'm fairly certain that it's Luke Skywalker versus Luke Skywalker. Is that Luke or is that Mara Jade? I, no, I can't tell. It's got to be Mara Jade. It looks kind of like Mara to me. Okay, yeah. well, maybe my... I don't have my glasses on. Let's be honest. Well, I okay, see, yeah. I see There's a, the red hair. A tint of red, yeah. There's the red yeah. hair. Well, I just spoiled the Thrawn, uh, the Last Command for everybody. Too bad. No, it's just 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 your stutter, Jared. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Luke. <laughs> I just stutter over middle syllables that are vowels, and for no no apparent reason. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited about this. I think I've already pre-ordered it. I already own them as Essential Legends collections, but the box sets those are. Those are beautiful. Totally. I can't well, buy another like set of this trilogy. I can't. I will. Yeah. You're not going to do it, Let's Rick. See. That's Which, fine. We've got we've got the the soft cover, uh-huh. the hard cover in the in the Legends, right? And then we've got the Epic Legends collection in the box set now. Don't what, forget the 2016 we... reprints. Yeah. That's right, the 2016 reprints. There's like the uh, the the what is it? The 20th anniversary edition uh, for Heir to the Empire. Good um, catch, good catch. Yeah, I'm trying to find mine down then, here. That's uh, in the chat for the wallets. Books. Yeah. Then there's the Kindle edition, <laughs> the Audible edition. Um, yeah, your loaner copy. Um, I don't know. There's just maybe maybe I can loan out my Essential Legends. That'll be my my new loaners, and then I can Here's... buy the box set for collector's sake. Yeah. All right. I've got the 2016 edition of The Last Command here. These were only out for a few years, so. Um, very cool, but uh, there's a lot of these out there. A lot of these out there for sure. In fact, 
Um, I think we should do our research. I can't get my camera to catch up with me. Um, I think there are actually several different hardcovers from the 90s that are slightly hmm. different colors. Like okay. of Air of the Empire. Interesting. Because like they couldn't get the exact same color at the printer or something like that. And so Timothy hmm. Zahn always knows when there's an original first edition, it's a whole thing. Wow. Not enough cyan. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so what I'm saying, Rick, is there's more that we're gonna have to collect. Oh dear. <laughs> and so if I see one with slightly different coloration, I'm about to keep it and then take it to the to the man himself and be like, Tell me the story of these. Which one is the original? Tell me. Right. Yes. Yeah, he knows. It's. I think it's chronicled in the 20th anniversary, like the liner notes, okay. all that extra, those juicy deets that they threw in the margins. Anyway, okay. there's a lot out there. Uh, they are going to come out at May 31st, right after the next wave of Essential Legends collections, which are coming out. Guys, it's coming up soon on April the 5th. Emily, tell us what we got coming. Sure, we got Kenobi, Dynasty of Evil, Darth Plagueis, and Wedge's Gamble, which also includes a new audiobook. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, well, ten books in the series, so now three of them are going to have an unabridged audiobook. So we're getting there. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> love that. You know, this, is, this is the part that, that all, all of the naysayers at the very beginning, oh, D- you know, Disney's going to ruin the Legends books, etc. Guys, we're getting new content in yeah. Legends. Yeah. Crazy. That's so exciting. That's a good point. I think, you know, with my new X-Wing behind me here, it's about time that I order an actual X-Wing pilot helmet. What do you think? I think you should put Wedge behind you. What, like a cardboard cutout? Cutout, yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, got a couple of helmets, like, (laughs) laying on the ground over there on some boxes. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be cool. We'll see. See I'm telling you, you got to put a gonk droid in there. I'd like Definitely. to build one. Yeah, I'm looking at instructions on how to build one. It's you in just, the plans. You get a trash can and you put some feet on Two it. Two of them. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a Ta-da! little bit more to it. I know but it is. It is a <laughs> fairly simple done. project. <laughs> All right, you're and, right. You have to you have to rob. You have to get the trash can from like your junior high, circa 2006, uh, 2004. <laughs> you know whatever. Uh, what a lot of people do is <laughs> they they get two storage units, storage bins, and flip the top one upside down and then uh, attach them around the waist you know in the middle and Mm -hmm. then you know the corrugated pipes for the legs and then it's it's the face of the gonk droid that's especially like where you can give it detail like whatever you can put your daughter in there and have her gonk around during the show i don't think i should put my daughter inside a plastic bin (laughs) and i'm also as a father to daughters i don't think we should ever use the verb gonk Gonking my daughter does not sound good. So let's, no, let's not, just, not going to happen here. Remove changing that. the subject. Yeah. Cha- changing the subject. Keep my eye on you, Freddy. No. That I've been building in this uh, new Star Wars studio. The next episode of my Yavin Base build series is out tomorrow for our ten dollar and up patrons. So uh, if you would like to see what's going on up above me, so you can't see it from here, but let me tell you, it was messy. And it did not smell good. All right, there's my... Uh, actually, Rick, do you have the, the video teaser for what happened this week? Uh, I think so. All right, let's Involving see. Involving some I, important seats, right? Okay, so this is a little um, a little promo for this week's episode. This was something that my daughters were up here with me while I was putting the room together. This video is just a snippet of something that I discovered of uh, what my kids were up to while I was working on the room. Uh, this is amazing. 
This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work, Rick, yeah. when you announce. <laughs> uh, it worked great. It worked great. That was great. Totally. Well, it was one of those things I just looked over and was like, oh, what is happening over there? And then Mace Windu is looking like this. Very I unhappy. Approve of this situation. <laughs> Very unhappy. She uh. looks up at me and she she's got apple rancisus and she says, "What's up with his tail? <laughs> Why does he have a tail?" And I was like, "That's a question. That's that's exactly his thing. Why does he have a tail?" And she's like, "Can we get it out of here?" Actually, it's really difficult to unsnake him from his chair because there's a hole in the back of his chair, specifically. Tail size. Did you guys know this? <laughs> I have yeah, not yeah. been complete until this moment. Put it in Tell me in more. a certain way. Like and take it out in a certain way. When you think when you think real world architecture for like building this chair, somebody had to design a hole in the back of Apo Rancisis's chair so he could stick his tail through there. Well, I think the weird part is they had to actually measure his tail first. <laughs> How big around is it? <laughs> the girl. Hold on there. Let me uh, let me grab this. <laughs> well, uh, you know what else? People had to measure spaceships. I don't know how to do this transition. We're going to talk about the best spaceships <laughs> of Legends in just a moment. So uh, we'll be right back with the show. So as Jared mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we... He, he he in the chat right we we're trying to figure out ideas for for the show notes trying to come up with you know starfighters okay what what do we want to go for here and of course uh it, it was definitely a a battle between uh, uh Rick and I trying to put out as many of the cool ships that we could remember off the top of our head and i have to be honest i, I rick i'm fairly impressed we came up with i don't know like 20 each <laughs> yeah it was a good list and for yeah. for me at least it wasn't like trying to one up each other i just love ships you know like same every single franchise like i love sci-fi and i love ships that's always what i want to what i care about and um i mentioned i play star wars armada that's a tabletop game that's about oh, yeah. fleet combat so like and we're gonna have, we're actually gonna do an episode on um Armada one of these days because uh, there's so much Legends lore built into the game. But, um, man, Are so we... many ships. So many great ships. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Armada, I'm, I'm a big fan of Armada as well. I, I remember when the uh, X-Wing game came out, the X-Wing miniatures. Mm-hmm. That's where this bad boy came from. Nice. Yeah, and and when that came out, I bought as many as I could. And then I, the, the capital ship started coming out and... Goodness gracious, are those beautiful and yes. expensive. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, so, yeah, today we're going to be going over a couple of different types of ships. Starfighters, uh, capital ships, freighters, or freighters, sorry, freighters. <laughs> freighters. freighters. It's for the Irish. It's what the yeah. Irish carry for their the cargo Irish. The pronounced. legends, freighters. They're called They're fritters. Uh, fritters. fritters. They're fritters. 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 Legends fritters. We're going to talk about legends fritters. Deep fried. Uh, and then, of course, you know, some some miscellaneous ships and, and uh, of course, honorable mentions. But, yeah, Rick, did you want to give some some info on, on some of the vanillas? Yeah. The vanilla ships? So, tonight, we are talking about the dopest, the coolest ships out there so uh to get us started we need to have a baseline right you know just the plain old ships if you're just watching a new hope or something for the first time the first two ships you're gonna see if you're watching a new hope it's gonna be a cr90 uh frigate a uh, blockade runner and an an imperial star destroyer yeah it's a it's like a fist that's right it looks (laughs) like a fist Uh, can i ask a question about that ship yeah sure 
Like, are you talking about Bail Organa's ship? Correct. Uh, the is it a Hammerhead? No, that's different. No, CR ninety B Corellian Corvette. It's okay. a Corvette. Yeah. What do you What do you call the name of that specific ship of his of oh, his oh, Corellian oh, 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 Corvette? Oh. Yeah. Uh, give me a second. This is a big debate. Yes, it is, and I just I just heard like a proper proper. Um, dang, give me a second. Um, and I'm also blanking on the name, so somebody's gonna let us know in the chat how it's spelled, and then we're gonna debate how to pronounce it, and it's gonna be <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's T A N T I V E. Yeah, and there we go. Tantive. Scuba Joe. Um, tantive. So tantive, tantive. Tantive is what it looks like. I yeah. always say Tantiviv. Uh huh. The Tantiviv Four. And you know right. that's what I've said too. And, and I yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. The reason for that is that is how they pronounce it in the original um, NPR A New Hope radio drama. Uh-huh. So that is in a very early source on how to pronounce it. It might have been the the first time it was ever pronounced, Tanta V4. I think you're right. Nice. So, um, And that's how pa- Pablo Hidalgo you know, says that, that it should be pronounced. Hmm. But that's, so that's we're pronouncing opinion. it. I was about to say. We're, we're calling it here on Legends Look Back. It is Tanta I heard somewhere that that's that is like correct for like another reason too. I can't remember why, so I'm just blowing smoke now. I but... trust NPR. Yeah. They got they figured out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are the vanilla ships. You, you call it a star destroyer? Vanilla? It's no, vanilla. I'm calling the plain <laughs> Imperial class star destroyer. Uh, you know there are a dime a dozen. There's like twenty thousand of them, right? And tonight we're going to talk about some modified Imperial Star Destroyers, or not just the Star different Destroyers. classes. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, they're they're super impressive ships. Like, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, I've got my handy dandy Star Wars: The Essential Guide to Vessels Nerd. and Vehicles. Oh yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> great book. Um, Imperial Star Destroyer. Uh, this sucker. Um, Let's see. Do they say sucker in the book? They do, actually. Is it so I'm no, I'm kidding. Um, hey, Rick, I want you to push your glasses up before you read this. Like this? Oh, that's <laughs> Zoom in on this. right there. <laughs> Let me go make the thumbnail right right where we're at it, okay? So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so the, uh, the Imperial Star Destroyer is 1,600 meters long. And have over 100 weapon emplacements for deep space combat, and some beautiful looking schematics. So I can't it's a see mile. That it's all a mile of 1600 meters. You, wow! Yeah, yeah, great conversion there. I don't speak uh, metric, so it's because of running. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot more we can talk about, but it is a cool ship on its own. But um, there definitely are some other cool ships that are. Bigger, better, or smaller, and more agile, whatever. It's a great ship, though. Yeah, so... And this, this first ship is actually super agile, right, Jared? Yeah, we're talking about the... We're going to start off with the alphanumeric starfighters. You know, in the original trilogy, we've got, you know, your X-Wings, Y-Wings, A-Wings, B-Wings. Is that... Are those the only wings in the original Boneless trilogy? Boneless wings. <laughs> Boneless wings. <laughs> That's right. I'm Chicken a honey barbecue wings. man. Thank you very much. Anakin's um, wings. Severed on the shore of... Okay. So, in Legends, if you're ever like, how come there's not more letters of the alphabet? Oh, don't you worry. Legends has got you covered. Yeah. We have got you covered. (laughs) And Freddie and I were debating pre-show if this is our very favorite Legends Starfighter. I think it's mine. And you know why? It's from Dark Empire. We're talking about the E-Wing. Isn't that right, Freddie? Absolutely. The E-Wing is a beautiful ship. And it's 
portrayed differently, right? We've got a version here which is very sleek. It almost looks like a a uh, I would almost call it like a X wing cut off at the end and replacing oh, the yeah. engines. It's not. Yeah. It's not Dark Empire art. No, I couldn't no. find Dark Empire. It's a bit shorter. Friends. It's a bit stubbier. Uh, but yeah, the it, Dark Empires is is where this came out, and and honestly, if you look at a lot of the behind the scenes and and appearances of the E Wing, it is splattered throughout Legends everywhere, from New Jedi Order to uh, you know Dark Empire and, and and many other stories in between. Yeah, the the E Wing. I'm trying to remember. I I think the basic conceit of it is that, if I remember correctly, it's honestly been too long since I read Dark Empire. I think the basic conceit is, hey, it's been a few years since uh, since Endor. The Rebels have got you know some Imperials to mop up. We need newer, better ships. Wow! In come the E Wings, and the the E Wing pilots are like, yeah, uh, we got the cool ships now. <laughs> Forget about oh, the X Wings, man. Right. Yes, I'm. I'm reading the the book as we go. Um, Rick, you can't just read the book the whole show. It's a lot more interesting <laughs> than you guys are right now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, it says that it's got. Um, let's see, fire linked triple laser cannons. One nice. cannon on the end of each wing, and the third directly above the cockpit. It's pretty yeah. sick. So that's what makes the E, right? That extra nubbin. Mm. I get it. Now. Nubbins. Uh huh. They right. didn't want to call it the nubbins wing. They called it the E wing. <laughs> yeah. So the E. Yeah. You know, how do you do? It's like YMCA up in here. We trying to make the shape of the E wing. There's all right. You get it. You get it. I for me, it might be my favorite. It's not just like the way that it looks, as much as its storytelling function within Dark Empire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it also looks cool. It also looks cool. (laughs) Yeah. It looks, the E-Wing to me, looks like it has always been and belongs in Battlestar Galactica. The original original trilogy. It just just fits in. Yeah, Rick, I could totally see that. (laughs) What, Battlestar Galactica? (laughs) Yeah. I've never watched that. Anything interesting about the E-Wing? Besides it being in a lot of stories? Uh, Yeah, I think it's definitely just fabled. You know, it's... Got a lot of miles on it, or a lot of pages in it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, what else? We're, we're going to spend all night just on the alphanumeric ships if we're not <laughs> careful. Uh, what's the VT VT forty nine? I'm not even sure I know what this is, Freddie. Yeah, so the VT forty nine. First of all, uh, I think Disney calls them what toothpick holders. Grab your toothpick holder and put your drink of choice in it because I'm about to drop Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, the V, <laughs> the VT forty nine was Emily. What he's talking about is that Disney doesn't call shot glasses shot glasses. Oh. They call them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Toothpick holders. Toothpick yeah. holders. Uh, wow. Yeah. Exactly. So, so the VT forty nine. Uh, fun fact about the VT forty nine. So the first appearance was in Star Wars Galaxies, and then uh, it was also released in I, I believe it was lethal alliance for psp and that's a deep pull for yes yeah <laughs> uh the interesting thing about it though is the v, the the original concept for the vt49 was to make an evil looking millennium falcon oh and they gosh, even use that yeah it's very interesting and even the sound in the video games uh, the Millennium, they, they use the Millennium Falcon sound and they just put in some like minor tones to make it sound just a little <laughs> wow. more interestingly evil. So, I gotta look very that up. interesting craft. 
This is one I had not heard of until preparing for this show. The, the next one, though, I had heard of. Emily, tell us about it. Sure, it's the Z95 Headhunter. Its first appearance is with Han Solo at Star's End. That's an old, also what used... is that, 79? That's oh. an old book, yeah, that's right? An old, that's a very old one, Ooh. yeah. Go ahead, that's... Emily, continue. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Used by the Rogue Squadron in the Liberation of Coruscant and flown by Mara Jade in the Thrawn trilogy. And if I'm correct, is it usually used for training? Yeah, yeah, it's been used for, in, especially in... in uh, by, I believe uh, it was Rogue Squadron, right? right? It was used for training mm-hmm. often. It's okay. it's been around that long that it's it's a uh, not your your first choice necessarily, but it is a sturdy uh, sturdy option. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, cool. It looks like a like a proto X wing to me. Mm. Yeah. It's like a it's like exactly. an L wing, yeah. like a lowercase it's got, L. It's just a straight line. Yeah, it's only got a set of wings, and it doesn't have the uh, S. You know the the what is it S foils. In attack yeah. position, this yeah. is the only position you got. <laughs> <laughs> no position options for the Z95 Headhunter. Um, Justin in the chat calls it baby's first X-Wing. <laughs> Just <laughs> love so it. good. I love it. I love it. And also, you know, Mara Jade makes anything cooler, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Well, now, you got, what do y'all put B-Wing in the in the uh, in the show notes, just B wing. What is it that you love about the B wing? I mean, I don't know that we can call it a Legends ship. It's an original trilogy ship, right? Well, yeah, but it's still a sick ship. I don't know if I put that it's or a, Freddie put it in. I would. I, it, I'm not sure who put that in here. <laughs> One of us <laughs> when we were doing our our starship uh, uh, regurgitation. <laughs> uh, but the the B wing is is such an interesting craft in in general. It's it's very slow uh, at at maneuvering, but it's got. It's basically your your. I how would you call it? It's like your your armory. It's a bomber, almost. It's got right? the heaviest cannons. Yeah, it's got. A, it can contain a lot of bombs. It's a multi-purpose uh, aircraft. It is multi-purpose. <laughs> you can use it for mining. I think even. Uh, and and the I believe the ship the cockpit stays stationary. Yeah, it's gyroscopic. And, yep. And then so it should the, be called the, the G-wing. Why is the, <laughs> why in the world is this thing called? A, I said I said G wing. All right, G-wing. maybe because if that's you probably why down, it looks like a lowercase b. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. Think it's a, a lowercase b. I've always not yeah, understood. Right? I know that it's supposed to be blade or the the. Or, oh yeah, that's well that, that's a retcon. I'm pretty sure. Um, that's definitely a retcon. Uh, well, let's see if there's. Even I think the, it's cool, but it doesn't make sense to me. Even in this <laughs> this schematic, they have an S an S wing, you know, the blade that uh, the cross section there that expands. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the uh, the ship that that looks like an X or a cross, um, and the cockpit does like gyroscope with the orientation and stuff. It it I think was if it featured... looks like a cross, it should be a T wing. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> it That's it should fair. be a T. There it, it does have the wings as well. Yeah. Um, now right. it. Uh, Oh, my dogs are going to bark now. Sorry. Um, he doesn't like the B-Wing. I guess not. <laughs> but I was going to say... Objection. One of my favorite... Favorite... Hold on. Give me one second to yell at these dogs. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It, it's not like they've never had barking dogs in the living forest. Am I right? <laughs> now, let me say this. We've got, we've got X-Wings, B-Wings. We talked about E-Wings. There's A-Wings. Here's, here's my question. Uh, Y-Wings, are they the worst starfighter ever? I'm gonna say yes. Uh, well, 
the design is fine, but they're at least in the X-wing books, they're described as the slowest out of all the this, the yeah. bombers. They're, the, they're like a, a they, decrepit Clone Wars craft. They still have lying around. Yeah, it's like it's got heavy armaments, right? It it's has the well, has an ion cannon, an an automated ion cannon, along with its own turret, right? Uh, and it can carry bombs. Yeah, so like. It, it, it's not really agile at all, though. No. It's, it's just for offensive. It's supposed to be a bomber, I think, through and yeah. through. And so, like, if you get into a dogfight with an, a the Y-Wing, you pretty much know that someone didn't do their job. He's supposed to be covering you. Mm. And uh, you're screwed because you are you're clunky. You know, you, got a lot of shields. Yeah, it's got good shields. And that ion cannon, you know, ion... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm talking as if this is real. This is what I love about sci-fi. <laughs> But, you know, ion technology in fiction <coughs> uh, is supposed to, you know, just disable a ship, not destroy it. Mm-hmm. And so it's Lame, primary. blow them up. What, why are you? <laughs> no, no, not, not blow them up. Just disable them. And so that's what ion technology does is it just disrupts the electronics uh, or whatever yeah. so that it can keep going with its mission as a bomber. Uh, and so um, even ion yeah. cannons, that's why you see whenever there's an ion cannon like in Empire uh, from yeah. the surface to the, uh, the Star Destroyer there, the ion cannon disables the ship. It doesn't blow it up outright. Okay, I'm just nerding out now. I'm sorry. It, uh, there, no, there's a, a there's even great. a purpose. If they wanted to capture, uh, they, they use mm. Y-wings to capture um, TIE fighters so they can do some reverse engineering or, or mm. whatever because they, they can keep it, as long as you shoot it and you keep it... Uh, what do you call it? Disabled, I guess. Yeah. You can, you can get a tractor beam, take it up, and mm. and, and without having to destroy the 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 fighter is alive, maybe, right? And so you can interrogate him, okay. torture him, whatever you want to do. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> we got torture involved. All right. Yeah. Here's the thing. It, when you guys reread Wedge's Gamble, when it comes out with the Essential Legends Collection volume of Wave Four this uh, April. In those books, Y wings are constantly uh, looked down upon. True, they are yeah, all <laughs> the X wing pilots in universe because it's from well, the perspective yeah. of the X wing pilots. Totally, they're always like, "Oh no, the Y wing losers are here." Yeah, so yes. <laughs> you'd have to imagine yeah. it's like a bunch of F thirty five pilots, yeah. and then you've got like a C seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like the Legends equivalent of. That meme of uh, the the guy in the school with the boombox on his shoulder, and he says, "How do you do, fellow kids?" That, those are Y wing pilots. Am I right? <laughs> that sounds All about right. right. Yep. All right. Especially now, Rick, you were about to go ahead. Uh, I just, yeah, I just thinking. Uh... Especially, I'm pretty sure in all the movies, it's always the guy with the mustache who's flying the B-Wing. Uh, so, like, that just is even... A, oh, we should have all wore mustaches for this show. Dude, Beans! roll it back. Start it over. When I shave my beard, my fat chin just hangs out, and it's disturbing and distracting. <laughs> so, we're not going to do that this time. Maybe next time. Um, yeah, I was going to say, one of my favorite um, weird legend moments is... I got to look it up so I don't get this wrong. Um I think it was in Jedi Academy trilogy when Akbar crashes the B-wing into the Crystal uh, Cathedral. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. The, uh, is it the one with with the noise yes, maker? The Cathedral yeah. of Winds. The wind. That's what it is. The yeah, Jedi right. Academy yeah. trilogy. Yeah, and he feels so bad, and it was tragic. But I just was like. <laughs> And they they talk so much about this B wing and you know how cool it was and how he knew the guy working on it and all that and there's some some plot points going on there, um, and then it crashes and it's like, oh dang, Akbar just crashed the ship. Is this the old <laughs> guy? Take, take his keys away, you know, like <laughs> take his oh. keys. 
Man. Do you think that uh, like Starfighters have keys? No. They definitely Why not? It was a quick no. It's it's Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, I guess in you know uh, the Naboo Starfighter, Anakin presses the button and that makes it go. Yeah, it's push to start. You got the fob with your batteries have to be turned on. You know, right now our, <laughs> gotta have your foot our... on the brake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I saw great. quick quick dad joke since we talked about that. I saw a TikTok uh, where someone was trying to start their car. And it says depress brake and press button to start. So the guy gets down and starts talking to his brake and says, "You're never going to mount to anything. You're always going to be a failure." <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so good. Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. <laughs> now right, you've got sorry. a great comment here in the chat yeah. from B uh, from Skuma Joe. He says, "I know what the B stands for. Based. They're very based. Mm. Oh, I love that. Now." And we're about to move on into the capital ships category. Any other starfighters we've got to give a shout out to? Uh, I think we got a couple more here. Uh, v wings. What are V wings? Yeah, V wing. That's that's the uh, if you play the Rogue Squadron video game, the V wing is one of the last ships you unlock for. Uh, what is it? The uh, what is the last level there? Oh, it's the Mon Calamari uh, Devastators. Okay. And it's got cluster bombs and everything. So really cool, really cool. Uh, definitely overpowered. As I was doing research, fire. I did find that there's a Lego set of this that exists. So that's cool. Oh, interesting. Um, they came from, according to the research I did, you know, uh, they were an unused design for Revenge of the Sith. But then Legends was like, oh, unused design? I got you covered. <laughs> and so like all the Legends properties from around that time, Battlefront, Force Unleashed, Labyrinth of Evil. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, they all use V-Wings extensively. So, uh, Also, uh, got a few others here, but we probably have to move on. How about uh, TIE Fighters? TIE Fighters are, you know, they're like star fighters. They're a single man for the most part. Are bombers two, two-person fighters? TIE bombers? Um, They might be. One person flies the ship, the other drops bombs out the back. The other one's laying down in the other pod. <laughs> I felt like I read something about that recently, but I can't remember the conclusion. I've always assumed they were two people, uh, but I think the other section's just for extra bombs. Um, it's, just, it's like the SUV of TIE Fighters. All right, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's several TIE Fighters, too. Um, yeah, what's your favorite, Freddy? It, it's tough, because there's the... To me, it's, it's funny, because the TIE Defender, TIE Oppressor... Uh, I'm not sure about the aggressor, but I think the oppressor and defender have just extra wings. So it's like, okay, where can we fit more of these TIE fighter wings on this thing? And they just called it uh, a name. Um, uh, but I really do like, I think it's the TIE aggressor, which which almost reminds me of, if you can imagine, right, you've got the Millennium Falcon, right? It's, it's, it's the TIE fighter, normal in the front, but it's got a turret in the back. Okay. Similar to similar to what you kind of see in... in uh, what what are the Tie Fighters in in the new stories? It's got like a another man turret that you can you can use. Yeah, it reminds you're asking, me of that. I, I kind of like asking that the one. wrong podcast. We only yeah. know the legend stuff. <laughs> What's think. those new movies that came out recently? I heard uh, Disney did something with them. Yeah, those Power that's Rangers. Right. That's the one. <laughs> yes. What about you, Emily? Which which is your one of your favorite Tie Fighters? If you had to pick one. Oh geez, I mean, I as a personally as a somebody that probably would not be very good at flying them. I would love to have some shields. So uh, maybe the Defender. <laughs> shields <laughs> are that, important. The TIE was originally designed just to be like aggressive only, right? They were designed specifically yeah. to be fast and not to have shields. 
They were cannon um, fodder. That's all they were. Expendable. Cannon yeah. Pretty Speaking much. of canon, that's that's what I love the most about <laughs> uh, the the opening scene in The Force Awakens where Finn and Poe blast off out of the Star Destroyer. Um, they really did an amazing job uh, capturing how agile and mm-hmm. lightning fast the um, the the tie that what is that? Is a special ops tie? What, the black and red one. Yeah. Anyway, like cool. it just uh, takes off, and I'm yeah. sitting in my seat like, "Ooh, here we go!" You know, it's uh, it's a good moment. Um, Rick, I think we've got a picture of the Tide Defender. This might be the most storied kind of Tie Fighter, like Legendsy modifi- modified Tie, and it, it's now gone on to be included Ooh. in canon. Thrawn's got a whole arc with them in Rebels, and mm-hmm. there's a book. Uh, would you say that the shields are like the number one thing about them? Um. I think they also have advanced computers or avionics or something that helps them target better. Uh, but yeah, the shields are a complete game changer. Um, it's got six cannons, right? I don't know. Um, it, it's a great shape. I like the look of it. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> kind of like a claw. Uh, yeah, I feel like of all the ships named Defender, though, it probably shouldn't be this one because this one does look like a beast. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the shields are a game changer. You, you, know, you, you allow your pilots to go on to fight another Survive. day and therefore become <laughs> yeah. ace and better and mm-hmm. can train more. And so they become harder to beat over time. You know, if you don't kill them the first day, yeah. they're going to be even harder to kill the second time. So you really can't downplay how important shields are. Um, but that's just not the way, that, you know, the emperor specifically thought. Everyone was expendable to his goal. And mm-hmm. even a well-trained pilot, like you mentioned, it's no joke getting in there. Again, I got to remind myself this is fiction. No one actually gets in there and, and flies these things. But... In the universe, you don't just get in there and fly them. You have to be well trained, and so mm-hmm. having your pilots survive is costs huge. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the thing, right? That's the trope <laughs> with with a lot of the the Rogue Squadron books. If there are seasoned Tie Fighter pilots, mm-hmm. they're probably really good. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Which is crazy now, to think about, knowing that like one lucky shot could end you, whereas a, yeah. an X Wing pilot has get a couple of couple of shots, you know, before you're really gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the TIE Defender has gone on to have a storied history in canon and legends have been included in all kinds of projects. Do you guys know where they first originated? Hmm. Um, was it around 1994? Oh, you're talking about the, uh, like one of those PC games? Maybe, maybe. There's a bunch of like the X-Wing and TIE Fighter, uh, like those Starship. I, I used to have I'm one the- of those for the PlayStation 1. Oh, I got to... Andrew's a big expert in these. We should have had him on. That would have been cool. Could have taken my place. I'm just kind of like, hey, I remember that shit from Legends. <laughs> You're like, can we go back and talk about relationships again? Because uh... <laughs> different kinds of shit. Oh, I can get into the, the juicy deets of the, the Legends love triangles. Oh, man. Here, here's my Legends love triangle. <laughs> there it is. Hey! I love it. Uh... It's so good. It's funny. All right, let's move on to the capital ships. Any other single man, you know, alphanumeric fighters you want to give a shout out to first? I think we do have a picture for an ugly, so I'll throw one of those up there. Oh I've, yeah, I've never encountered this ship in a story, but it is <laughs> so, good. so awkward, disgusting. I don't. I want to like go wash it's like my a hands. Mix between a tide and X wing. Well, world? that's the yeah. point. That's the point, right? Any ugly is just like a it's some typically a pirate ship, right? That they've conglomerated. From scraps that they found in the aftermath. I mean, these are called the Star Wars, after all. 
there's true. there's all kinds of debris lying around the galaxy, so you get what like you can find. Frankenstein ship. You duct tape them together. That's right. That's, right. These are the true so, Arkansas ships because they're just held together with Arkansas duct tape. What, Holy uh, ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy ship. I want to know what kind of sound this ship makes. What do you guys think? Because ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like, you goodness. know. <laughs> well, it's probably still got a, well, the twin ion engine could be in the kind of the butt of the pod there. But True. then you've got four more engines. All right, mm-hmm. so you've got to do it in harmony. Freddie, you make your X-Wing noise, and I'll make my TIE Fighter noise at the same time. See if we can match pitch. Ready? Uh, X-Wing noise? What is that? Just like, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to do it, but uh, let us know, listeners, in the chat, in the YouTube comments, please tell us what sound the X-Wing TIE ugly Emily, you're a bass, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do not ask me to make sound effects. I draw the line. Make your best TIE Fighter, uh, TIE Fighter, uh, what would you call it? Scream! Uh, send it, send it to Jared. Yeah, I, I will say this, and I'm, I'm hesitant. To, I'm hesitant to do it on the show. I spend a lot of time, an embarrassingly <laughs> large amount of time, practicing my Tie Fighter noise. Great, because it is like kind of an inhale of a scream. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you got to well, do the like, your best, your best. Uh... Do it in your no, cool. Do it in your cool. I can't, I can't, cool. I can't do perform it under pressure cool. like this. Do it in no. your cool. It's kind of like. Why do you spend ah, no, no, so no, no, much no. time practicing if you're not going to show it off? So that when I play spaceships with my kids, I can make the right sounds. Oh, well, okay. That makes sense. Well, let's do a little practice. I then. like it. No one's watching. It's just us. It's a scream. <laughs> I'll say this much. It is a scream. It is a scream. We've got a great a great group in the chat tonight. I'm not going to ruin That's this for true. them. That's All right. True. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to clamor for it at they least as hard as Freddie's been clamoring for me to cosplay as Salacious Beak Crumb. At least that hard. I'm going to have to super chat next week to hear it, I guess. It's got to be a super chat for sure. It's got to be a super chat. Yeah. Okay. Now, moving on to the capital ships. Whew, before uh. this gets any more uh, personal. Um, the <laughs> the capital ships. We're talking about the big bad boys, right? The biggins. Like Star Destroyers. Yeah. Mon Cal, the bulbous rebel ones. Yeah. Um, are you more partial to Star Destroyers or to the Mon Cal ships, everybody? Um... Okay, I really so, do like the sleekness of the Moncal ships. That's for sure. Yeah, and I mean there are tons of other non-partisan ships um, out there. You know, Corellia makes a bunch of everything. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, let's see. I I love the firepower and the strength of the Empire. Um, yeah. I don't like what they stand for, of course, but like they're just beautiful ships. Like the the mm-hmm. symmetry, the the arrowhead design. Uh, so I think they're visually just triangles in space. Yeah, but they're cool triangles in space. Every time yeah, I nice see pizza. a, I used to have a yeah. mural of one in my house. I mean, obviously, I love yeah. them. Every time I saw a, every time I see a triangular building, I like almost get in a wreck because I have to stare at it and just like dream as if I had an office in that building. I would totally make it like a bridge and just walk <laughs> around with my hands behind my back and you know, on dick. strut the deck. Yeah, and oh man, oh my like, gosh. Oh gosh! So yeah, um, I'm a, I'm gonna say Star Destroyers for me. Okay, oh, I love a Star Destroyer. Favorite now, kind of ship. Emily, you said you wanted to talk about the Chimera. This is Theron's oh. personal flagship. Yes. Well, that's why my favorite blue guy. Yep, the Chimera is uh, it's modified, but it was the flagship of Thrawn's seventh fleet. So he did like all of his commands on this, right? That's uh, like that's right his ship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being the the flagship of his fleet when he was promoted to admiral. So, I mean, Chimera. Like, there is, like, that's the best ship name, in my opinion. I don't think there's a better one. That's another funny thing about Star Destroyers, right, is you have to name them as typically. The Chimera doesn't quite fit. For the most part, they have some kind of a super violent name, like the the Aggressor. (laughs) Or the dominant, yeah. Usually, it's obvious. With Chimera, I feel like that's totally Thrawn because it's like mythological and also mm. it, <laughs> Chimera Myth, is like mythological. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now, Rick, there before, you go. <laughs> yeah, before you joined no, the team a couple years ago, Corey got us all on the team. These pins, yeah, it is a, a Chimera Star Destroyer pin. Obviously, uh, you know from the canon designs they used in Rebels and the new the new novels. Um, it's got the Chimera symbol printed on, you know, etched into the actual Star Destroyer. I love that. It's one of my, yes. my favorite little possessions because it's not, not like uh, you can't buy it in a store, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought some books from him and he sent me one of those too. Oh, um, you've got one? I've I thought got one. Oh, I thought I was showing, showing you something you didn't have. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, one up I bet to you, I'm sorry. Corey, he probably bought a box of like a thousand. Oh, yeah. He's probably like, discount. here, kids, take a pin. <laughs> Kids come for, for now, trick or treat. And all right, let's like... r- let's run through some of the more notable star destroyers and capital ships in Legends. We talked about the Chimera. Uh, what else? We got the Executor class. This is like what uh, Ooh, what Vader yeah. drives, right? <laughs> what he drives? <laughs> Stick shift. <laughs> what 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 Vader broods in ominously? Broods in. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we have to talk about scale for this thing. This is a beast of a ship. Um, let's see. I'm looking up the, the the dimensions here. Okay, here we go. Um, 8,000 meters long. How many miles Oof. is that? 8,000. Okay, so a 10K oh, is K. six miles. Uh, so it's, what, four miles? Four miles long. Five? That's crazy. So it's about four times bigger than than the normal yeah. Star Destroyer. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Oh. Actually, I feel like it's, it's bigger than that. I wonder if this, this number is accurate. Um because I, I think I was thinking my head is a lot bigger than that. Anyway, um, it's a massive here on the episode. That's it's right. a massive, <laughs> massive ship. Broad it's, strokes. I mean, all of these ships really—they house everything. Like these capital ships, they house everything you need to live in for months at a time. But mm-hmm. I feel like this executor class, like the—I uh, know you can't like see what I'm pointing to, but the bridge is back where the arrowhead kind of like gets its broadest at its broadest. And, like, all those towers before, it just reminds me of, like, a cityscape, you know? There's a Louis um, Vuitton in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's massive. And, um, again, the, the game Star Wars Armada, like, this is obviously, like, the biggest piece ship that you can play. And the, the ship itself in this is game... Is it bigger than the whole table? Uh, and that's pretty massive. It's, like, three feet yeah. long. Uh, it costs, like, 200 bucks when it came out. It, and yeah. the, oh, I tracked the price until I bought it because I wanted it to be a lot cheaper than that. Um, but it's so beautiful, like oh, just a beautiful, beautiful ship. Like I can pick it up like a dagger. Um, like it's, I would never do that, of course. But it's it's beautiful. Um, I would yeah. never do that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Jerry. We don't have a picture of this, and we didn't mention it. But uh, this is for you, man. Um, okay. Let's talk for a second about. This one I just saw a couple pages ago. Um, are, are you still in the uh, Super Star Destroyer category? Uh, is yes. that what this is? Is this a like Super Star Destroyer? We, we can just say Star Destroyer. 
But do you know anything about the Eclipse Star Destroyer? Man, it's so blown out you can't the see it. Eclipse. Oh, from oh, I got this. Okay, I was born for this moment. Oh. It's uh, it's from <laughs> Empire's End. Is it? I don't know. It's like the third <laughs> of the Dark Empire trilogy. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it actually like a, appears pretty early on. And longer than a Super Star Destroyer, and it's got like a big, like a buck tooth on the front, right? Yep. According to this book, it is seventeen point five kilometers long. Holy cow! Yeah. Ooh. That was one thing about Dark Empire. It, with every ship they iterated on, they, there's also like the, uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Jacob just did a bit about this the other day on Cosmic Force in Dark Empire Two. There's like a, well, we've got these kind of ships. Yeah, well, we've got the next model. Anyway, <laughs> it, they would always say, well, we've got the bigger and better one. So it's like even bigger and longer than yeah. <laughs> a regular Super Star Destroyer. Yeah, and of course the sequel trilogy, they had to like one up. All of us too. Like their ships are on a scale of their own too. All of right. them. Oh, those are those are like twelve times yeah. the biggest ship. <laughs> yeah. Like even even the finalizer Kylo Ren ship is like probably as big as that Eclipse, and then you just get bigger, ridiculously bigger and bigger from there. Like Snoke obnoxiously ships is, bigger. Yeah, it's so annoying, but they're massive, <laughs> massive ships. This um, was basically the the resurrected Palpatine's ship. I mean, you know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah, that Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, the scantily clad one. Now, Emily, uh, let me ask you this: <laughs> Have you have you finished the like the Rogue Squadron books yet? The first four. The uh, I don't think I have yet. No. You I read just Rogue Squadron. Finished the the newest Thrawn book. Uh, why, why are you reading that? Get get over here. Because back to I love Thrawn. I mean, Pull that's her over a good book. To I like. No it. one it's is surprised. Thrawn's by great. This. It's fine. Okay. Yes. Well, I won't spoil it then. In the first arc, the first four X-wing books, there is a super star destroyer. That is a huge plot twist in terms of what it's doing and its role. And, Freddie, you remember this? We had, I think, Tyler on for this episode. Uh, at one point, Corin is strapped naked to a chair, interrogated by Yasani Isard on the ship. <laughs> He's probably moist, too. Just... <laughs> no, but for real, the book ends, um... the cliffhanger, the very last chapter is Corin Horn is strapped naked uh, yeah. in a chair. On the Super Star Destroyer. So that's, that's how it ends? He's yeah. strapped naked with no clothes. <laughs> Thank you for that, Brady. And so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very storied ship throughout Legends. It, it uh-huh. has like a, a very um, yeah. tumultuous story arc in terms of the history of this ship. And it's, it's beautiful, and we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll do it sooner or later now with the capital ships we've talked about the chimera we've talked about the executor class the bucktooth one from dark empire uh there's one other very special star destroyer <laughs> freddie you're the one that added this it's candy apple red I think it's tell special us about to our hearts tell us about it uh emily rick i'm not sure if you guys have have seen this yet but it's very special to to me and uh to me and jared here we've got the the Errant Venture, which is the, uh, it's an Imperial Two class Star Destroyer. So Rick, go ahead and look in your nerd book real quick, uh, see what that looks like. It's the same <laughs> as the regular, owned... just the you know, the uh, <laughs> armaments are different. Owned by Booster Tarek, mm. and I'm pretty sure it's a it's a casino, right, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he, I think he captures it. I can't remember exactly which book it is. Somebody in the chat might know. Um, is it one of the Katana Fleet? No. Is it part of the Katana fleet? No, because they're not Star Destroyers. No, the... hmm. no I, I thought it was just a, it was his his Sorry, own ship. He he painted it red, and actually, there it's funny because there was a 
a note that I was because I was researching about Errant Venture because I wanted to put it in in, in the uh, show notes. Hmm. According to Michael Stackpole, uh, he indicated that the Errant Venture wasn't all painted red because Booster wanted some areas for advertising billboards. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! That's, that's new for me. I just imagine like Sonic up on the uh, <laughs> up on the panels. Oh. America's Drive-In. Oh. <laughs> Track, tractor beam John Deere <laughs> JB Hunt All right yeah. perfect yep it's Guma Joe in the chat just uh, said it there I, I believe yeah you might be correct there he he captures it in uh, yeah maybe in book four of X-Wing series hmm. um, but I'm not entirely sure where exactly that happened I, I, I'd have to go back and look what's cool is every now and then in Legends you know going out from there the the Rebels are always like man we need to big capital ship that that for this mission that's already not assigned somewhere They're like where are we going to get one and without fail this must happen a dozen times uh <laughs> new jedi order and beyond somebody says i know a guy and then <laughs> <laughs> they're always like no don't do it and then all of a sudden the candy apple red star destroyer comes up and he's like ah we were doing just base. fine gambling and now you called us back into war <laughs> anyway it's uh it's, I've always imagined a... that instead of turrets, it has just base, uh, <laughs> you know, like like subwoofers and <laughs> just rolling through space with uh, some some kind of Snoop Dogg song. <laughs> so what and... I appreciate about both the Air Adventure and the Lusankia, thank you guys for helping me with the name there, of uh, Ice Hard's Super Star Destroyer, is the ships themselves have character. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. just specifications and guns. They tell a story. And that's that's what I'm here for. Totally. I'm here for the technical specs on the cool nerd details, <laughs> but the stories are good too. Okay, thanks, Rick. Good job. All right, a couple more, a couple more honorable mentions before we close out the show, and that is there are two very notable freighters in Legends. Uh, one of my very favorites. In fact, I've been looking into schematics. There you go. That's just for you, Rick. Hey! I said schematics on how mm. to build a Lego of this particular mm-hmm. ship, and that is the Ebon Hawk from Knights nice. of the Old Republic. The Ebon Hawk. Uh, I don't know if I like it because of the design, which the kind of rectangular nose is goofy. <laughs> or the color scheme, which is cool, the kind of red and cream. Or if I just like the fact that, you know, I've spent time in every last square inch of this ship a, a <laughs> dozen times over. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think about the, the Ebon Hawk? Do you. Uh, does it stack up for you as like a really cool ship design or is it goofy to you? It's definitely goofy, right? It's almost like a very <laughs> snub nose looking kind of stapler. It's like somebody cut the Millennium Falcon in half and then put like a pleasure yacht on the other half. <laughs> now That's we're talking about kind of oh, getting. We accidentally left the Lady Luck off the list. That's a shame. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Man, there's so many good ships. Maybe we'll do ship, ship part two. <laughs> yeah, ship uh, week instead of vacation. shark week. It's ship week. <gasps> I would love That's that. Yes, not a bad idea. So yeah. I had an idea for something. Yeah, it's like it's uh. Anyway, we'll we'll get there. It's a it's a big secret. Okay, um, the Evan Hawk. You said it's goofy too, Rick. I, I don't know much about it. I mean, I'm not not totally goofed out by it. Um, I think it's cool looking. I mean, it's a ship, man. What what, what can you not like? It goes to space and does things and goes pew pew. <laughs> well, <laughs> goes pew pew. It's definitely derivative of the Millennium Falcon. I'll give it that, but it's very legendsy. I've it's going to look really good on my new Knights of the Republic shelves that I'm building. Uh, all right, now I got to do it. It's going to have to happen. Um, mm. 
Emily, you wanted to talk about one more freighter before we close it out. Yes, yes. So this is the second best ship name in all of Legends. Uh, Wild Card. <laughs> K-A-R-R-D-E. It's from the Thrawn trilogy. It's a heavily modified transport used by Taloncard for smuggling and as a mobile base of operations. And that is a unique body style. <laughs> Good night. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was designed for the comic adaptation, if I'm not wrong. Uh, in terms of this, the looks of it. Uh, what's fun is, if I if I remember correctly, Zahn wanted to name the the trilogy. He wanted to call it, or the first book maybe. He wanted instead of Heir to the Empire, he wanted to call it Wild Card. K A R R D. That, that wouldn't cool. have worked, would it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been all about this ship, and Rick would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Rick would have loved it just as much. All right, guys, before we close it out, any more ships you want to give an honorable mention to? Uh, from the chat here, Scuba Joe said, make sure we talk about the K-Wing. There we go. We did it. We said it. K-Wing. It's out there. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I think it's Clone Wars era. I don't know anything yeah. about it. That one's... There's there's also the another honorable mention. <laughs> it's it, a, a very interesting one. It, it also has character, the Shadow Droid, right, where they remove the brains of Ace pilots and put it into the ship oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's in the, tr- the theron trilogy okay another uh-huh. one here from republic trooper 86 the jade shadow so one of mara jade's uh ships there's several pairs i want to talk about we didn't get to okay mm-hmm. skimmers joe says k-wing is from black fleet crisis which i've not read since mm. the 90s so it's on my the list Wing is also in the black fleet, fleet crisis so yeah congratulations with that fact freddie way to go you uh. know that fact you said it there it is Dash Renda, uh, his Outrider. Dash Rin- uh, the Outrider, yeah. that's a outrider. good one. Yeah. Uh, I got some, yeah. Got Emily, some... you've got a good one in here, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Asajj Ventress's Solar Sailor. Nice. Which name. actually was Dooku's first. It was uh, built by the Geonosians, but that's a very unique design. <laughs> How does this work fly. in space? I have no idea. You've got to have All right. air. <clears throat> well, so, let's go. Like, let me... Let me oh. uh, <laughs> It captures so, solar energy. It's a solar sail. Solar cre- solar oh, wind. It's it in creates, the name, I guess. Yeah, there's there's um uh you know the the radiation itself actually creates its own wind. So what it does is it captures that the heat and the wind from from the star. But the problem is if there's no star. Yeah. All right, yeah. Freddie, you're an actual solar engineer. Does this check out? Um, you know, if you're within the the region of that star, but after that, if you're in deep space, it's, I don't know what the point of that parachute is. I, I think this is actually <laughs> one of the, the designs that is closest to, okay, ion propulsion has been, has been used, I think, for rockets and, like, satellites and stuff. Super slow, too. Super slow, yeah. Uh, but talking about ions or sailor, solar sails, I think both are super slow, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. like, this is another one that, like, is feasible, you know. Like um, anyway, I, I my brain is not not able to make a coherent thought. I'm just too excited and giddy about ships. But um. you you heard it here first, folks. It's, cool it's feasible. Uh, checks out from an actual solar engineer. Well, there's more than we could possibly get to. More and more so pouring through the comments. Yes, the Outrider is a 2400, mm-hmm. so it's like twice the Millennium Falcon, and in Han's opinion, probably <laughs> twice as lame. Anyway, you're welcome. That was for good, that man. One. That was good. <laughs> it's more like the dad from King of the Hill than it was Han Solo. <laughs> I want, Thank I you, Bobby. <laughs> Can you do it? That thing got a Hemi in his voice. 
And that does it for this week's episode of Legends Look Back. Do you want to say, coming up over the next uh, week or so, The Living Force is on Monday night, March 7th at 8 p.m. They're going to be doing the Midnight Horizon Roundtable. Never heard of that one. Okay, we've got uh, the Cosmic Force doing The Rise of Kylo Ren. Ah, that's a good story. Um, on Wednesday, March 9th at 8 p.m. And then next week, right here, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Is that right? I'm in a different time zone now. Yeah. 9.30 p.m. Eastern, yep. Eastern, next Thursday, March 10th, we are going to be doing... Emily, tell us what it is. Just for you. Uh, we're going to be doing the Babies of Legends. Nice. <laughs> the best Very babies. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for you, Emily. Babies. Please don't have your baby before then, because you've got to be here for it. Well, no promises. You heard it here first, folks. She's promised she will be here next week, no matter what. Well, <laughs> no matter what. I want to thank everybody in the chat for hanging out with us. It's been absolutely popping off tonight. We've had a ball hanging out with y'all. That is it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks especially to our incredible patrons for your amazing support. Special thank you to Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, OK Endar, Earl Q, Brian Dooley, almost said daily. That's a Legends author on our <laughs> Jedi High Council. Uh, also to Elizabeth Cloutier, Sally and Chris Eilerson, Freddie C., and Matt Billington on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Remember, everybody, you can sub to this channel on YouTube and also leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. That goes a long way to help get the show out there on the solar sailor of the internet. <laughs> if you'd like your thoughts read on the show, you can email us. Oh, Freddie, remind me, i got to check that email. <laughs> You can email us, <laughs> legendslookback at utd.com, or send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. You can leave a message, uh, a comment on this episode on YouTube, or you can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back, or I'm at Jared Q. Mays, Freddie. At Wake Up Freddie. Rick. At Rick underscore Grace. And Emily. At Darth Daybeck. Wonderful. If you're going to buy some of these books and want to help support the show, hey, there's like Four new Essential Legends collections coming out. We've got a Thrawn box set. And you can just go on over to utini.com. Go to the, the new releases category uh, on the, under the timeline. No, the release schedule. And there's Legends books there, y'all. You click the Amazon link in the profile. And then we get a few cents to help keep the lights on. After you've read it, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Remember, everybody, to keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you.